Hello there, and welcome to this episode of Special Unit 352, or SU-352 for short. My name is Max, and this is my co-host Peyton, and we became fast friends over our mutual love of Star Wars. We love Star Wars so much that we wanted to talk about it all of the time, so we decided to record it one day. Today, we're going to be talking about Star Wars Dark Forces Rebel Agent, radio drama part one. Peyton, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, my friend, just fine. And when you say all the time, are you saying every light year? <laughs> no, light year's a distance. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Parsec. Well, what, what is time in Star Wars? Do we know? Eons. Eons. Yeah, That's it. Years. Yeah, <laughs> BBY. Oh, yeah. All that kind of stuff. Well, I'm doing okay. I mean, we just saw each other about three days ago. Yes, we did. We hung yeah. out in uh, the space between our worlds, otherwise known as Plant City. Yeah, that <laughs> planet. That planet. <laughs> it's on the outer rim. We didn't see. We we hung out at a bar, but we didn't see Sid. No, we didn't. Uh, there was nobody playing. Oh, what is? What are they the called? The Max Weber band. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be big, no, Rima. They're going to be big. <laughs> that was at the blue moon. And here, and then I think we have another um, cantina in this episode. The Smuggler's Rest or something. I don't know. Something like that. I forgot the name of it. Um, Me too. Yeah, whatever. Not important. <laughs> <laughs> not important. Um, yeah. Goggles. So I got some news. Uh, not much, but it's enough to maybe make some waves um first off people it's happened last tuesday disney kicked off their uh genie disney genie plus pay, pay fast pass it's here and yes rise of resistance is part of that and of course they had to make it even um, more complicated because you don't have to pay, you don't have to pay the fifteen dollars that gets you forty attractions. You can pay fifteen dollars plus a tax just to ride that one ride. It is separate from everything else, mm-hmm. along with seven other attractions. Um, and it sold out uh, before ten a.m. both Tuesday and Wednesday. And on Friday, they announced that it would only be selling it to the resort guests. Really? Yeah, yeah that's fun. Yeah. So Although, now everyone, uh, else, everyone else is going to have to stand in this long, long line. And tell you what, people, I'm not doing it. And I don't plan on doing it anytime soon. And I've read a review. And apparently you just get both pre-shows. That are in this ride, if you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know, send us a like message or whatever. I think I posted this on the Facebook. Well, yeah, you're paying 15 bucks for riding half an attraction. Uh, that's not good, people. Yeah, that's really disappointing. It is very disappointing. <laughs> um, other than that, not much to report on that front. Um, they just announced, they just revealed a bunch of, uh, New Hasbro stuff at PulseCon. Oh, I don't know what PulseCon is exactly. I guess it's another Comic Con, and they've announced um, 
some Mandalorian uh, action figures, a uh, new Rancor that's done by HasLab. Now, HasLab is a special shoot-off from Hasbro, and what they do is they build things that used to be the norm back in the day, large vehicles, large play sets, you name it. Um, and they don't like doing that anymore because it's a lot of money and they don't sell well, um, apparently. So what they're doing now is they are gathering backers and they sell that vehicle or place it to just the backers. Um, just two years ago, they released a 48-inch long uh, Jabba the Hutt's sail barge, the Katana, for 500 bucks. And only 8,000 people in the world got to see it or own it. And just last year, they released the Razor Crest from the Mandalorian. Not as big, but, but almost as big. In this time, they're doing a Rancor. I don't know why that needs backing because it's only a six inch Rancor. I guess it's only, I guess it's for the detailing. Um, hmm. One thing I would like to get my hands on. Or at least take a look at it. I don't know if I want to own it because um, playsets are finicky. But they're opening. They have a playset of the Cantina on Navarro. Really? Yes, and they have an interesting uh, twist to it. They have windows with two decals, so you can turn the window and display a damaged Cantina or a Cantina that's not so damaged. Um. That's so that's cool. interesting. Uh, on top of that, we get a new Force FX, excuse me, um, Elite FX Saber, and it is Leia Organa Solo Skywalker, whatever you want to call her, her Saber. The General. Um, I have not had any of these Elite Force FX Sabers. Um, I, think they're, I think they're becoming too, too heavy and too large to handle. Um, I don't know why they're making them so large. I heard that the Supreme Leader Kylo Ren edition was pretty cool. Uh, apparently, for these savers, they've added an extra auxiliary button to add extra um, extra effects. Oh, you mean the thing that Ultra Sabers sort and a, Saber Forge and everyone else yeah, is doing? Sort of a, yeah, sort of a flash-on clash, but not a flash-on Oh, clash. and blaster a, shots. You can do blaster yeah, shots with the secondary button and yeah, lock up. Like um, yeah. Uh, I don't know why they never thought to add these to the older ones. At least the ones for the Black Series. I would never know. Uh, the chipset probably always, wouldn't, wouldn't have carried it, honestly. Like, they didn't have well, a space to process it. True, true. That always bugged me, though, that they would charge a bunch of money for a saber that's like movie accurate and then it doesn't even shimmer it i mean the only thing that's pretty much movie accurate is the retract feature which ultra sabers doesn't even have yeah because their sabers they just light up like a flashlight <laughs> um so that's that except oh we do have some some big news so as we know, uh, Disney Plus Day is dropping in November 12th, and we may have a little treat for you guys, possibly. Can't say just yet, but on that day, they'll be dropping a bunch of information on 
new TV shows, new films. I know there is a Boba Fett legacy special that covers the history of the character. And we may get a Book of Boba Fett trailer on that day. I'm hoping that they'll release a, tra- a smaller teaser trailer beforehand. Because November 12th, that's pretty late to release a trailer for a show that's coming out December 29th. Um, but that's what's going to be happening. And we have some news regarding the Ahsoka series. Now, I've heard a lot of different news you know, discussions across the board from Kenobi to the um, Andor to Mandalorian season three, you know, just discussion about, oh, this is going to be filmed this, or there's a rumor going around that the Kenobi show will be dropping on May 4th. I would not be surprised, but I'm not going to hold out my hopes until I actually hear it from the bosses. But it is confirmed that in the Ahsoka series, we are getting Hayden Christensen in the series. I'm excited for that, honestly. The Me more too. That I, the more that I watch the prequels, the more that I have a lot of respect for him as an actor. And mm-hmm. just, I was really upset with the with the lines he was being given to say, not that mm-hmm. how, not how he said them, because yeah. they're, how do you, how do you act? I don't like sand. How do you, it's how so do sad. you act that sentence? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I never had a problem with him at all. I mean, people always gave him flack. They gave a lot of the actors in that series and in, in those episodes flack. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm happy that we're going to get uh, Hayden Christensen. The question is, what form are we going to get him in? Are we going to get him in a Force Ghost? Are we going to get him in flashbacks? Are we going to see him in the Vader suit? Are we going to see him tell Ahsoka that, hey, I returned to the good side, and I want you to go find my son Luke. He's got that Grogu. I want you to train. I want you to help Luke train Grogu. because. That would be an interesting way to tie up a plot hole with Grogu. I, I like the idea of mm-hmm. him not doing that. I like the idea no. of him being a force ghost and her thing has been finding Thrawn. And so yes. her so he's gonna be the good little angel on her shoulder that just says revenge is not the Jedi way. Mm-hmm. Which is the thing that well, he always said to, know- to her. She needs to know that he came back to the light side. Oh, and there's I, a, and that was and that was her reason for what, for not wanting to train Goku. There was a piece of uh there's a comic that somebody made that gets reposted mm-hmm. every couple of months to the Star Wars subreddit, and it is mm-hmm. Luke post episode six telling Ahsoka that he met he saw Anakin, not Darth mm-hmm. Vader, and she just falls to her knees and weeps. And it's <laughs> I so wouldn't good. see that. I want to see that. I've never I've read some fan fictions of it. Um and you know, back then they never really told us what happened to Ahsoka after the Clone Wars. So we always read fan fictions of, oh, here's a Tagruda that's locked in carbonite for 45 years. Mm. And the story went, oh, yeah, Anakin is later found her and threw in carbonite rather than killed her or something like that. But 
I'm hoping there'll be something with Luke, her, and Groku because let's say you know everything goes how it goes, Finn destroys the academy, and let's say Groku survived. The only way I could see Groku surviving is if Ahsoka takes him back at some point, mm. or takes or takes over his training. I don't know. We don't even know anything about this show that much. It won't even come out until 2023. I think production starts in 2022. Mm. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna have plenty of Star yeah. Wars stuff why to go we, through before. Yeah. Now. Why are we talking about what could be canon when we should be talking about what will never be canon again? My <laughs> thoughts <laughs> exactly. Um, so the main event, the main attraction, the episode. Star One. Wars Dark Forces Rebel, Rebel Agent. Agent. Uh, doesn't so, start with Kyle. No, it starts with Morgan again. And he is taking his colonists to a planet called Rusan. Now tell us a bit about um, what Morgan found on Rusan. What Morgan found was a Jedi version of a Sith tomb. Um, ah, oh, the Sith, uh, let me look up a Sith, the, the Sith planet, um, that houses all of the dead. Corban. Uh, Corban, or, yes. It was, it was called Corban, it is now referred to as Morban. I don't know why this, they decided to change it, but Yoda visited Morban slash Corban in Clone Wars Season 6. He, and he learned from some dark Jedi or Sith. Mm-hmm. And so, and in many ways, so and uh, you visit Korriban and almost uh, <laughs> you you see you also you get to go to Korriban and Knights of the Old Republic one and I think two as well. You definitely go to Korriban. Um, you start on Korriban if you're a Sith in the Star Wars MMO, and you get to see all these temples of great sith and how like where these force users have been laid to rest warps the planet around them mm-hmm. like the yeah. the live like the livelihood of the animals and the plants is affected yeah, it's by it terrible so yeah, um you read about it in uh it shows up in legacy of the force briefly mm-hmm. in like two books maybe one book um and then it shows up in Fate of the Jedi when Luke, Ben, and a young Sith girl that Ben has a crush on, uh, her name is Vistara Kai, they are searching for Abeloth on a bunch of Sith planets. Zyos, um, Dramankaz is one of them. Um, Ooh, Dramankaz. Corbin is, is one of them. Pixar is one of them. Mm. Um, a lot of these weird Sith names, and of course, I don't think we're going to ever get any of those planets, except for Exegol, which was never, never mentioned. Um, but yeah. So, so if, if that's what happens when Sith get put in the ground... Um, it's worse for Jedi. It, they're more concentrated and collected and like a community. Mm-hmm. Uh and as Jedi, as light side users, but like, mm. 
I'm getting weird vibes off of like he goes to a hole in the ground. Uh, this mm-hmm. is super reducing a lot of the beginning of this book. He finds a hole in the ground on a planet and he gets a huge force reading off of it. Like and gives he him the heebie-jeebies. Be- yeah, <laughs> and of course he meets his, um, some weird bouncy creatures. <laughs> they sound really. They sound like Yoda. They do. Or ET. Yes, they sound more like E.T. So, like, you get to hear, again, really good audio quality in this radio drama. Nice! You get to hear all of these, uh, the souls of these Jedi that are trapped here. And Mm -hmm. uh, they're not happy campers. (laughs) Um, I'm getting bad vibes off of this. Like, if it was a, a real Jedi graveyard... I feel like it would it would be more peaceful. Mm-hmm. So like something went wrong here. Mm-hmm. I think you will know that answer at the beginning of part two. There's a story that is explained in full by a familiar face. Okay, which is interesting because we never get this. Um, that's yet. Should I, should I just go ahead and? No, Explain. not yet. That's a story yeah. for next podcast. That is. If yeah. you want to hear the in the answer to those questions, yeah. tune in next time. It does. But um, like but that's yeah. that's the thing. He it's finds good, yeah. a giant Jedi, dead Jedi force battery in the middle of a <laughs> hole in the ground yeah. on a planet. And he's like, uh, I gotta tell somebody, but I can't tell anybody. I can't tell I just tell anybody. Them. I gotta tell somebody yeah. specific. So he gets back in his ship and he flies off and he eventually get we get another scene where he is talking to a Jedi, the most Jedi name of all time. What is his name? What? Ron? Ron. <laughs> Do we have any research on Ron? No, as far as I'm, uh, I did a little bit of digging, and as far as I could tell, um, he hasn't shown up anywhere else. Yeah, um, I thought I read something that he was part of the Clone Wars, a general. Um, I wonder. I mean, I guess you could do more research on him, but you might unearth some some deeper mysteries that you might want to save until next week. Ah, that's because I was looking up the wrong name. Uh, his full name is Ron Har Kim. Wow. He was a human Jedi master from Naboo and a general Naboo. in the Grand Army in the Republic. And what he, happened to him? Because I don't really remember exactly what happened to him like after. Uh... Let's see here. Uh, Careful. So, yeah, there's a lot going on here. Um, it looks like the new canon for him is that he is still canon, um, but he dies on a planet called Merson. Jeez, why would they kill him off in the new canon? Well, because it uh, he and his apprentice were uh, died during. Uh, Order 66, like mm-hmm. almost everyone else. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're trying to cut more Jedi. Are they, do you think they're trying to cut more, uh, kill off more Jedi than 
there were or less. I don't know. I feel like it's it's a, seems, I feel like it could go either way. Because it seems to be going back and forth. Because now they're talking about oh, Mace maybe survives. We don't know. Well, you'll have to watch one of these new TV shows and find out who mm. rescued Grogu from the temple. You know. Mm-hmm. So more on that later. But yeah, so um, Morgan talks to Ron. Ron. <laughs> Ron, Ron and Kyle, the the most <laughs> science fictiony names, and Morgan, and yeah. Morgan. Uh, so I guess this place is called the Valley of the Jedi. Not a valley, not some valley, the, the, the valley. valley. <laughs> and apparently, others have heard about it too. Um, so it's not too far to guess that. Yoda probably knew this. It's possible. He uh, may have. He may have. Uh, it, there's a there's a like Fallen Order is all about a Jedi holocron that only one Jedi Master knew about on a planet mm. that only one Jedi Master knew about. <laughs> there's been some. I think there's a story about that. It's also a British drama, and that had like a holocron that was. I don't know if they ever mentioned the name of the Jedi Master that um, knew about it, but I don't know. Uh, we, we may get there, we may not. We, we don't want to get too convoluted here. And the old canon is full of convolutedness on some level. Absolutely. And it's. Uh... Antiquated is not the right term, but it does it does read like it does le- read like it's old science fiction. I don't know a better way to describe it. I feel uh, like the radio dramas were were a separate canon in of themselves. That makes more sense than not. Mm-hmm. True. True. All right. Back to our story. So uh, Morgan tells Ron. And old man Ron uh, says, uh, don't, first off, thank you for telling me. That's very important. Uh, second off, don't tell anyone else. Don't Except tell Don't tell me where it is. Don't tell me. Yeah. Like, if I am under the influence of the dark side, um, they could pull it out of me if I have that information. So don't give me that information. Mm-hmm. This is a smart man. Yes, he's kind of got some Qui-Gon vibes to him. He does. He also has like a... He sounds like a general from the Republic. He, he sounds a bit like a mixture of Qui-Gon, Kenobi, and Yoda. Possibly. He has a lot of really smart tactics that he, he uses. And he does, oh, you know what? I just remember he does mention that Yoda refer, uh, mentioned something to him about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely forgot. Which means he's probably not the only one that knows about the valley. <laughs> Jedi-wise. Mm. Um, well, yeah, no. Yeah, he says, hiding information for <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. And Sen and says, look, like... Morgan is like, maybe I should tell someone else. Who do you think I should tell? And, like... 
Ron is trying to give him hints and then finally just says, Morgan, it's your son. Tell your son. Yeah. <laughs> tell, the, tell the Imperial boy. And uh, they're like, oh, and he's like, okay, I'll leave a message that only he would understand in my house. Uh, that we know from the first book uh, got raided by Imperials. So uh, as the reader at this point, I don't know. I know of this, and so I'm worried that someone else has the disc, which is why in the next scene, when we're in a bar... No, you skipped a big chunk. Where's the chunk? (laughs) Uh, Ron's desk. Oh, right. Yeah, you skipped that whole shebang. So he's a really smart, he's a really smart tactician. I don't know why he's on a planet that he is. Well, yeah, they never even mentioned the name of the planet. It's not Rusan. Definitely not. I don't think he ever makes it to Rusan. No, he doesn't because he doesn't want to go there. No. Because he doesn't have anything to, he can't defend it. Like there's Mm-mm. no, it, he doesn't know a way to like disarm this giant force bomb. Like he's he doesn't want any part of it. He may know how to, but I don't. No, I mean I feel like he may have been able to get to it eventually. Yeah, that's fair. So but yeah, he's on an unknown planet with a bunch of old people a bunch of old people and like one (laughs) military girl and she's like we have to leave the people that are not military behind and (laughs) and they sound weird names too these guys sound off like they're a dungeons and dragons crew (laughs) i'm okay (laughs) yeah oh man (laughs) so they successfully take minimal casualties running away from three dark Jedi. Now, was it three or was it four? Um, there was only was four. There was no, only there was four. There, there uh-huh. was four? Oh, there's right, because they, 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 they blew up their ship. Bok, yeah, it was Yon, Bok, Ma, and Saris, who is a piece of work, let me tell you. So... Uh, they were able to not only evade, but I think kill one of the Dark Jedi in this Mm-mm. attack. No, they don't. Well, then there was only three. No. It was the kill, girl, um, the girl, no, the the guy, and then Ma. <laughs> I can sense no. them. No, there were, th- there were three guys and one girl. The ship got knocked down. The pilot got injured, and Saurus just chopped the pilot's head off. Yeah. Because again, these are dark Jedi and not Sith. This sounds like Jarek. And as someone that was Sith and probably is Sith in his heart, um, they they get not Sith real well. This author knows that they are they are evil stupid. That's what <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because you don't throw away good assets until they're no longer useful. Yeah. They would still need a pilot to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, among other problems that they make for themselves. Mm-hmm. But we see Jarek make that mistake as well in the first book. Like, he knows that Morgan has this information, and he refuses to use the Force to do anything about it. 
So like he asks yeah. he asks Morgan nicely three times, and when that doesn't work, he just cuts his head off. Like no, there's mm-hmm. there's other ways. Mm-hmm. Well, he did use some force techniques on Ron here. He did when he gets captured, mm-hmm. and then we meet we meet two more dark Jedi, a walking monkey lizard named Pick, and a symbiotic partner named Gork. <laughs> and it sounds weird. Yeah, they sound like anime villains. Yeah, absolutely. They're supposed to be like the gross, super evil uh, minions that get killed really quickly. Yeah. They've got death flags written all over them. Uh, they're not dead yet at the at the end of part one, but we'll see. Um, so they are... So one of Ron's crew uh, is like, I'll never talk. And Jarek's like, oh, good. Gork, kill him. Like, so casually. Absolutely. He's like, thank you for your honesty. Kill him. And and they do. And then they talk a little bit too long about it because they have to prove how evil and creepy they are. Yeah, and they don't even kill him with a lightsaber. They kill him with a vibro. A vibro knife. Yeah, I think so. Teamwork! Teamwork! So, like, in the same way that we're never supposed to like Salacious Crumb, these guys are (laughs) two Salacious Crumbs glued glued (laughs) together. Yeah. So, (laughs) we... uh, So, Jarek is able to pull the... uh, pull enough information out of Ron so that he knows that Jarek now knows that Kyle is the key. Like, has a way to decipher the key to where the, the Valley of the Jedi The is. Valley of the Jedi is. Right. I couldn't so think of it. Here's my question How does this all fit in the timeline? Does he kill Ron first? Does he kill Morgan first? He killed Morgan first because he says, uh, your friend Morgan Katarn met the same fate in the very, in the exact mm-hmm. same place that you're kneeling. Mm-hmm. So did he kill Ron and then did he meet with Kyle at the Academy? Uh, that's how it sounded like to me. Ooh. Never make that that's really a good question. I don't know where it is. I I know that Morgan died. Then uh, Morgan died before Ron died. died. Mm Hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure. I mean, we don't even know how much time has passed in between all this. They don't really make it clear. Yeah, it could have been a week for all we know. Yeah. All of a sudden, we go from somewhat before the Battle of Yavin to five years after the Battle of uh, Yavin. Yep, and... Uh, we're in a bar! <laughs> we're in a bar, and the guy announces that uh, the the Rebels uh, don't like Kyle all that much because of his uh, pristine uh, affiliation with the Empire. Mm-hmm. So we get... Uh, that's a fun diet. That's a fun... Oh, what's that word? Um, back and forth of like... Is he, 
uh, are we able to trust him y- even oh, years yeah. after? And that's that's mm-hmm. still a really good point of contention that I'm glad that yeah, they're yeah. still working in. <laughs> um, we get to see the one and only cameo of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Um, and he is talking to a droid named AT88. AT88. Uh, what do you think about this, dude? Somebody was given a direction for AT88, which was C3PO, but smarthy. <laughs> like, swarthy. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I don't think he hit the mark. No? I I don't like the way... I don't know... I think that's what he was going for, and I, I didn't like what he sound robotic at all. He sounds very human. He sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> More than a robot. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, like, some of that could have been direction. Some of that could have been, like, cut for time. Some mm-hmm. of it could have been other dialogue that was cut out or what have you. But, like, the pieces we got don't look great. Mm-hmm. Boba Fett doesn't sound like Boba Fett. No. And he's the- only in there for, like, four seconds. And he's like, nope, I'll pass. <laughs> but the way that he reads his lines. This actor mm-hmm. gets Boba. Yeah, it that and was Boba is really quick and to the point. And he's like, "Not with my ton." Uh, no, he didn't even have an Australian accent. Um, but like he, his well, good acting actor. next to AT eighty eight's bad acting was like, mm-hmm. a, like clear as crystal black and white like there was a vastly mm-hmm. superior actor and a vastly inferior one next to him <laughs> I felt really bad mm-hmm. well so we let's see where are we? yeah so Boba Fett leaves and 88 comes up on Kyle looking at a hologram and he says, I have information about the man that killed your father. Wait, wait, there's time for that later. Don't shoot the gun. And, uh, and Kyle, uh, ever the anime protagonist, goes, Why shouldn't I? Give me one good reason why I should kill you right now so I can tell you this information. Well, the, the two goons behind you holding guns, holding guns to your head. Yeah, you better, you better drop them. You better drop your gun. Like I can. This is the most campy scene. This is beat for beat. Like I remember nothing about the rest of the scene for the actual dialogue, but I could recite to you what at what happened. Because yeah. it's the same thing. <laughs> oh, we almost forgot to mention. Where are we? What is this? We are in. We're on a uh, Narshada. We are on Narshada. You're right. Which I is forgot. The smuggler's moon above Nauhada. Oh, Which you're I right. Could've, I could have sworn that was where we were at the very beginning of Mando season two, but I was mistaken, sadly. So, uh, what did ADAT, AT88, like, what did he even want with Kyle? I don't even remember. I think he wanted Kyle to decrypt the disc, because he um, couldn't do it. For all his talk about being a superior to humans. Flashes. 
Uh-huh. And, and then, of course, Hal refuses. And it's like, all right, you boys can shoot him. And remember, more credits for more pieces he's in. Hold on, you cut out there. What did you say? Um, of course, you know, Cloud refuses to uh, decode that information for him. Absolutely. And, and uh, he says, all right, boys, it's all yours. You can come up in little pieces, and the more pieces he's in, the more money you make. And then he says that, like, three more times. Like, that's supposed <laughs> to, like, hit home harder. But it, I really feel like they're about to cut him up, and, like, the robot keeps jumping in and being like, J- just so that you remember. <laughs> Uh, in mm-hmm. case I wasn't explicit with my instructions, like we're about to do the job, boss. Uh, yeah. So that's a thing. And then, uh, of course, Kyle uses the force to get out of it. Yeah, he goes from not using the force or barely using the force to all of a sudden pulling blasters out of people's hands. Where? How does this come up? Uh, he could move stuff. Yeah, uh, but he was constantly but... doing it. Yeah, and it never says that he had any training between now and then. Nope. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he was just like goofing around. Yeah, probably. And, and getting good somewhere, but I don't know yeah. where. Mm-hmm. And he's still not good. No. But he can move one. He can do like. Uh, like some of the things that Luke could outside of the Empire Strikes Back, like at the beginning of the Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. uh, Luke could bring his lightsaber to him. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's fine. I'm alright. I don't. Okay. I don't feel like. Uh, I didn't really question whether or not that felt earned or anything. Mm-hmm. My thing was that the thing that I noticed was. Uh, is this where he feels really powerful and then like leans into that power and, and then he loses it? Yeah, because he yes he goes on a diatribe in his own head about like how I feel unstoppable. I feel <laughs> so powerful. I think that's a bit later in the um in the episode, but yeah, this is where it is. You're right. Um, you're right. But no, he he knocks the two goons over and uh, he. I guess he's put a tracking device on AT-88. Yes, he did. I remember that now. Yeah. Which is how he's able to find him later. Yeah, which, of course, 88 doesn't listen to his underlings at all when they're trying to point stuff out to him. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, he is in... He brought along his his ship, the Moldy Crow... But hit, but Kyle's not girlfriend. Jan. Jan followed him to this planet. Is that right? Yeah, apparently because he didn't file it with uh, Rebel High Command. Right. He just kind of he just kind of disappeared. Uh, yeah, you know, if you're gonna do some shady business, <laughs> you're not gonna file a report. <laughs> no. It's not gonna happen. No, mum's the wood. So, uh, that's a thing that happens. 
and and so we get a lot of uh, uh we get I literally don't rem- I have I listened to this twice now and oh. none of what happens well like I'll fill you in. between I'll, I'll fill there you. between there and the next important bit like I don't remember what happens to the robot and I don't remember okay. how they get off um, planet or so why they even get off planet Okay, so essentially what happens is Kyle tracks 88 and shoots his arm off, which totally annoys the droid. Uh, 88 still gets on board, but without his arm and without the disc. But the, the disc has fallen straight down the building to whatever's at the bottom. And Kyle goes down to retrieve it, all the while Jan Orr is playing tag with a couple of TIE fighters, as usual. And uh, Kyle finds a disc and runs into a bunch of bounty hunters. And this is where he uh, has that inner monologue about how he's so powerful, and he loses the power, and then... He gets injured, and Jan takes him back to base or wherever the air station. Yeah, they, they she takes him to a military hospital, and on on a ship, I think. I think you're right, and yeah. uh, they almost didn't put him in a back to tank, which would have just, uh, in his condition, killed would have him. killed him. Yeah, but they got him in. They got him in. And Jan goes through his things, his things around to try to justify why to their superiors, why the hell he was on Nar Shaddaa <laughs> in the middle of nowhere for no good reason and didn't yeah. tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> and she finds a disc and she finds a little holocube of her. Yep. Creepy. Oh, and during this, uh, Kyle re- is uh reached out to by Ron. Reached out to by Ron the Force Ghost. Yeah, or just a voice at least. <laughs> what used to be? I used to be Ron. <laughs> now I'm everywhere. So, uh, yep. Ron the Force Ghost is like here. Uh, you need to be trained. Because you have to stop this big bad. Like, uh, now, now would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which it won't be now. It'll be another three years. Yeah. So. Um, that's essentially where the episode ends. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, en- it ends with her it, and the holocube. Uh, watching yeah. the holocube of, uh, of her. Uh, in the sad Yoda, in the sad Yoda music, we know the dies. Oh my God, you're right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'll never say this to you, Kyle, but I love you. But you have a oh weirdly English name, so I'm just gonna like not say anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about her name. Her name is sounds like Jan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that sounds like somebody you wouldn't see in a Star Wars film. But that's that's sci-fi enough. That's different. 
That's at least not like Anglo-Saxon white. That's not ye old Britain white. You can't tell me that Morgan, Kyle, and Ron are any ethnicity other than pasty British white. You can't. Okay, fine. How about Jarek? Jarek? Sci-fi enough. Yeah. You could do, you could you could get away with that. Mm-hmm. Capitalize the yeah. R, reverse it. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, so are you saying that Luke is not sci-fi? Yeah, Luke is not sci-fi. No, it's not. But back in the back of the day, like I I get the reason why they're doing that, and it's because no one's gonna be able to remember Kublak Sadrak. Um <laughs> yeah. as much as they will. Oh, I really liked Kyle. So they <laughs> they made all the protagonists. Uh, yeah, names that everyone would automatically know and would remember. Yeah, I wish they did that with uh, a song of ice and fire because they had a lot of names that were just so similar. They had names like Osha with an O and Asha with an A. Which is why they had the, that's why they had to switch a couple of names in the TV show. That's some Tolkien stuff. Yeah. That's uh, all right. That's a big critique yeah. of mine of Tolkien is yeah. I. I love his. I love the narrative that he has created. I love the languages he has made, and there are so many parts of his books that feel like the Old Testament. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and then Kushar begat Kashar, who begat Kishar of the Ashari, mm-hmm. who begat Koshar, <laughs> the foreboding. Yeah. You're like, yeah. do any of these people matter? Then I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, and they all sound the same. Yeah, please do not name them the same or spell them the same because you no, know, a pair of twins that have like no bearing on anything in a song of ice and fire except for like some stuff way deep in past history. And the names are both Eric and Eric. It's spelled exactly the same way. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Um, is that it for our um discussion? Yeah, I think that's it. I think the everything else is gonna be in part two. Yes, which we will be talking about next week. All right. And so I believe that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you want to chat with us, we do have a Facebook page at Special Unit 352. Our Instagram and Twitter are at SU352Podcast. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening apps because that is the only way we can talk to the computers inside your computer. Peyton, what is our email address? Our email address is specialunit352 at gmail.com. So please email us if you like these names, Morgan, Kyle, Jan, Ron, (laughs) and tell us what names that you would have preferred to have seen in uh, this series. Would you prefer to see more um, original trilogy characters aside from Boba Fett? It doesn't sound like Boba Fett. We'd love to hear about it. Yep, uh, and as long as uh, what you write isn't uh, isn't more Sorry, than PG thirteen, uh, yeah. we'll we'll read it on the air. Uh, yeah. From reviews to emails to anything that you guys cook up. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we do look forward to hearing talking with you guys next week. And as Peyton always says, may the whole be with you.